0: This message was recorded at World Changes Church, Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Um, what an amazing week it's been. I hope that this thing isn't in my nose. It's it's positioned in front of my face, right, guys? Not used to wearing this, but. Um, Thank you guys for being here at World Changers, and I have to say, Jingiwala World Changers! Okay. We had an amazing time this week. We went to an amazing place called Tabulum, Tabulum. and um, I, I learned a new greeting in the Aboriginal language, which is... Um, I believe, hello, how are you? I did learn the response, but I actually forgot the, the, resp- the response. But um, we had a wonderful time this week. Uh, you guys will definitely be hearing a little bit more um, about tab- tabulum, tabulum, I don't know these words, tabulum, um, in the aboriginal community out there. It was such a blessing. We all really went with the expectation of just to be a blessing. And just as much as we were a blessing, they were a blessing to us as well. Amen. And that's how God works. A blessing is not just one way. A blessing is not for just me or not for just you. A blessing is for us all. Amen. Amen. So God is so good. And Thank you guys for being here this morning on this wonderful Sunday morning. I know that you guys could be anywhere in this world, and you chose to be here at World Changers, so I am very honored to see each of your faces this morning. Um, Let's go ahead and go into prayer. So Father, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit that can move beyond my words and what I say, God. But I know, Lord, that your word is life, that it's alive, Father. And as I minister this morning, may hearts become liberated and minds be liberated, Father. And may we learn of the revelation of your word, Father, that brings change. And I give you all the glory. I say, speak through my vocal cords, Lord, and think through my mind, and let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So um, last week, Pastor Kyle ministered on um, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. And um, he had asked me to minister, and I was like, oh, praise God. I know exactly what I'm going to minister this morning. And it's it's been a... F- a really great and fun study for me and i'm just excited to share with you guys this morning if you have your bibles or your you know the word on your phone or ipad whatever method you use um feel free to break it out cuz we are going to be journeying in the word this morning amen but how many of us have ever dealt with fear yeah yeah I would say, just upon my guess, that most of us have encountered some kind of fear or that we have been afraid at some point in time in our lives. And in the Bible, if we read throughout the Scripture, most of his, uh, God's prophets, he would say to them, Joshua being one, he said, you know, do not fear, for I am with you. A lot of the people in the Bible that... Um, that had a work that God set before them, the Spirit of God would speak to them and say, do not be afraid. And I find that so significant because we all encounter fear at some point in time in our lives. So this morning, I'm I'm going to be bringing to you a message entitled, Help, I Am Afraid to Give. So some of you may be thinking, are we going to talk about money, Pastor Tina? Well, no, we're not just going to talk about money. Because giving is not only in the realm of money. Some of the areas that we are going to talk about in the realm of giving is grace. Help. I'm afraid to give grace. Love. Help. I'm afraid to give love. Forgiveness, help, I'm afraid to forgive. Encouragement, help, I'm afraid to encourage another person. Even in helping, help, I'm afraid to help other people. Our giftings, talents, or possibly even serving, help, I'm afraid to give of my gifting. My talent, help, I'm afraid to serve. Help, I'm afraid to give of my wisdom. Help, I'm afraid to give mercy because they deserve justice. Help, I'm afraid to give of my finances because there's a negative in my bank account after. So these are some of the areas that we are going to be talking about and, and uh, going through in the Word about these areas um, in the realm of fear. We, we just talked about 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I want to read this also in the Mirror Bible. It says, Become fully acquainted with his gift in you. There is nothing timid about it. The dynamic of a mind liberated in the spirit of love is fearless and unstoppable. And I'll read that again. Become fully acquainted with his gift in you. There is nothing timid about it. It is the dynamic of a mind liberated. And the spirit of love is fearless and unstoppable. Well, we all know that the gift within us is God's spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And as the mirror Bible says, there's nothing to be afraid of because the spirit of God is within us. And when our mind, we have a sound mind, it brings freedom in the spirit of love. And it is fearless and it is unstoppable. A lot of times in the realm of our mind is where we have fear. We begin thinking, I can't do a thing. We began thinking, I'm afraid to do that because this is what's happened in the past. I'm afraid to give that because I may be shortchanged. I'm afraid to give of my gift because they may just use me. I'm afraid to love that person that I believe could be a friend because I may get hurt or they may leave. Does any of this sound familiar to you? see some of you shaking your head. And I'm up here to be transparent as well. I have struggled in some of those areas as well. Amen. But we all know that fear tolerated is faith contaminated. The faith that we have and the trust in God is to to be, we're to walk by faith and not by what we see. We're to walk by faith and not what we feel. We're to walk by faith, trusting and relying on the Spirit of God. Not our past, not what we see, not the negatives and minuses, not who leaves, not what's taken. We are to trust in and fully rely on the Spirit of God. And we are to have faith in the realm of giving. You know, we see, see God in John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. God wasn't like, because he knew that that was the uh, remedy for the world, so to speak to send his son to conquer death, hell, and the grave so that we can be reunited, so that the law can be fulfilled, reunited back to the original state that God had intended for Adam and Eve in the garden, to have dominion over all things. Amen? So faith in the realm of giving. So here God, he gave us Jesus. He gave us Jesus because he loves us so much. He gave. He didn't think, oh, it's my son that I'm giving to them, and they're going to use him and abuse him and batter him and talk bad about him and accuse him and then murder him. No, God knew that it was the fulfillment of his law to send his son because of love. Oftentimes, we think, well, you know what? If I give, I'm going to be shortchanged. If I give, I'm going to be hurt. If I give, I'm going to be taken advantage of. If I give, they're just going to take and take and take and take. But We have to allow God, the Spirit of God, to be the source of all things. If we trust in what we can do and what we can do only, we are limited. But if we position God as our source, I know I'm never shortchanged because I am in him. We've got to cast down the fear when we begin to think, I'm not going to give because of. I'm not going to give because this happened and go back to the past or the way things always has been. We've got to cast down that fear, get rid of fear, because fear does not come from God. 2 Timothy, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. So fear comes from Satan, and one of Satan's biggest deception is fearing the promises of God. We position ourselves by our thoughts and our mind or what has happened or or what is shortchanged. Instead of believing the promises and what God says, we begin to be deceived by Satan and by fear. Well, if I do this, then that. We try to figure it out in our natural minds. And we have a fear that what God says will happen will not happen because we just don't see it. Well, we don't operate on a natural plane, folks. We operate on a supernatural realm that things in an instant, it can be an And suddenly it happens and a door opens because you have given, you have sown, you have given your time, you have walked with God, you have been grateful to God, you've been thankful to God, whether you see or whether you don't see, and then boom, and suddenly, amen. amen? We've got to believe his promises and his words like never before. And what fear will do, fear will create an unbelief issue. I'm convinced fear has a voice, guys. Just as faith has a sound. The word says that faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. I am convinced that fear has a voice as well. And fear will convince you to fall into unbelief and not believe the promises of God to come to pass in your life. Amen. I've been there. That's why I can say it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So help, I am afraid to give. So we all know that in Christ we have an unmerited favor of God. And meaning unmerited, it... it um. You know, it's the, it's the grace of God. There's no measure, there's no do this and then you get, there's no merit to it. We just have the unmerited favor of God. The favor of God is within us, it's around us, it's on us because of what Jesus has already done. Amen? Amen. So we have the favor of God working in our lives every day and every moment. Amen. So, grace will accomplish things that we could never do on our own. Do you believe that? The grace of God can accomplish things that we could never do on our own. Amen? Amen? Amen. I believe that too. Because through Jesus, everything has been finished. When he said, it is finished, he meant it. Sickness, disease healing sin, it is finished. So we just have to believe in his promises and believe his word. So grace accomplishes things that we could never do on our own. And it moves us to become a generous giver and not just a taker, amen? I've oftentimes heard people say, Um, let me just say this first when we give do we give or do we lend give oftentimes I've heard people say well you know I worked five hours every week for that church and I got nothing in return well let me ask did you give or did you lend Because if you give, you are giving with no expectation of anything in return. Because we give and we do all that we do as we do unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Kyle and I, for 13 years, from the moment that we got radically saved and radically changed, it was, where can we help in this church? And as most Baptist churches do, they put people in the choir. So Kyle was in the choir serving. And because I make a joyful noise, and I don't sing, I just make a joyful noise. And it is a joyful noise. You can ask Tegan. She said it's the most joyful noise that she has ever heard in her life. She says it it does not sound great it is so joyful. Amen. So, they realized that I did not have a gift of singing, but um that I love children. So I started serving in children's ministry because our children once they were born, they were little. So I would serve in kids ministry and then Kyle, he had to have his hands in not just one thing, you know, it was in a multitude of things. So it was uh, youth and um, wherever else they would have in missions and everywhere. So from the moment we got saved for 13 years, we served. For three years, we would go and we would find a church every single night, not kidding, every single night for three years. It did not matter the denomination. It did not matter what they believed. We just knew we needed to go to church. So we would walk in and we would say, how can we help you guys this evening? What can we do here? Sometimes it would be kids church. Sometimes he would sing. Sometimes we would share a testimony. Sometimes we would hand out pamphlets at the door. But we served because we knew that we had hands, we had feet, we had a mouth, we had we could And that's just what we did. So for 13 years, we did so many things. Like, we gave our time. Like, we gave our time. I mean, Kyle, he was on a Christian network uh, producer. Um, He would travel. He would get interviews for the network. I mean, launching women's ministries, launching teen ministries. Like, whatever a pastor would ask, we would do it. So we served, and our mindset was like, "You know what? If we never get anything in return, fine. We are doing it for the Lord. But let me tell you, one day there was an end suddenly in our life, and that end suddenly came probably at the worst time of our life, and that end suddenly was. Pray about moving to New York City and be the youth pastors of World Changers Church, New York. And we were like, whoa. Whoa. And you want to pay us for this? Really? Well, okay. We'll do it. And we ventured to New York City in full-time ministry, our heart's desire. Kyle would always say, I know there's so much more than just this right here. And God opened the door just like that. But for 13 years, we gave. We gave our time, we gave our money, we gave our giftings, we gave whatever we could give, we would give. We used our giftings and talents in so many creative ways. Like, you know, we had zero budget, You know, we would buy a paint cloth, Paul, and we would—I would iron that paint cloth. You know, one of the big ones. We didn't have a projector screen, so Kyle went and bought a thirty-five-dollar paint cloth, and I'm ironing it and pressing it. And then he climbs way up and he hangs it up—a beautiful projector screen for our youth ministry. Thirty-five dollars, as to compare to hundreds of dollars. (laughs) <laughs> but in Christ we have the unmerited favor of God I want to talk about several reasons why people are afraid to give we we first talked about our mindset um fear let's go to um Isaiah 41 and 10 please it says fear not there is nothing to fear for I am with you Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Isaiah 41 and 10. Here God is saying, fear not, for I am with you. Do not look around in terror, nor be dismayed. So oftentimes we are afraid to give, whether it's our giftings, our love, forgiveness, mercy, grace to others, finances. But when God is our source, he says, for I am with you. And he is enough, guys. He is more than enough. Like, you know, when you focus, David said, you know, if I could just focus on you all, the, all my days, you know, be with you all my days, Lord, you know, one Moment in his presence, and everything else is so insignificant. I don't know about you, but when I step into one moment of his presence, one second of his presence, everything else fades away, everything else seems insignificant, every fear is gone, and I step out, you know, like that picture of a little kitten. You know, before I go into my throne room, it's like a little kitten, all timid. And then when I come out of the throne room, I'm this roaring lion, ready to go. Like, where are they, God? Show me. What can I say? What can I do? You know, you feel empowered when you go into the throne room with him. So, I mean, God says, fear not, people, for I am with you. Also, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love this scripture. It's one of my... Favorite scriptures, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all of your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths." So I love this. It says when we lean on, you know, have you ever had that friend that you just see them and, you know, maybe you've had a hard day of work or maybe your partner that you just go and you're just like, oh, what a day I've had. You know, let me just bask in your arms, honey. Hold me, you know. I used to tell Kyle all that. that. I used to tell him, just hold me, honey. You know, just hold me. Amen, hallelujah. But when we can just lean on God, lean on the Spirit of God, trust in Him, recognize Him, acknowledge Him in everything, even in the moments of fear, we can acknowledge Him. Because you know what? He knows and He understands even more than what we could ever imagine. He is our source of strength, he's our source of hope, he's our source of love, he's our source of power, and it's simple. Lord, what would you have me to do? And when you position yourself to receive and to hear from him, you will get all the answers that you are searching after. A lot of times people think, well, I'm in fear. I can't go to God. I've kind of like got to hide. Like, you know, who, um, um, yeah, one of the prophets went and hid in the cave. I do know his name, but off the beaten path. But, yeah, you know, Jezebel was after him, and um, he was in fear. What did he go do? He went and hid in the cave. And God basically come to him and just said, hey, what are you doing? hello? <laughs> Why are you hiding in the cave? So oftentimes when fear comes, we go and we hide in a cave, so to speak. <coughs> we think we can hide from God, you know, like, oh God, you can't see me because I'm, I'm in fear right now. No, he sees you because the word says he never leaves us nor he ever forsakes us. And he's the one that understands. He's the one you can talk to Trust me, I know. I've went to him slinging snot, and he still loves me and calls me beautiful. Amen? Amen. He is a good God, guys, let me tell you. So other reasons why we are afraid to give. (laughs) Not only is it it just fear in itself and our mindset, but we feel and we believe that we will be shortchanged. Let's go to Romans 5, 3-5, through shortchanged. Sometimes we feel and think that we are shortchanged. <laughs> Romans 3-5, through 5 in the message version says, There is more to come. There is more to come. Amen. A lot of times when we're stuck in fear, we only see the situation. Or we see just what we see. But here it says, there is more to come. We continue to shout our praise, and when we're hemmed in troubles, what better thing to do when, when we're in fear is, to, is nothing but just to praise God because he inhabits the praise of his people. It even says that he, when we praise him, we put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. Sometimes being in fear, it gets heavy to carry. Would you say Amen. But when we're hemmed in troubles, we continue to shout our praise because we know how troubles can develop a passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered still of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. An alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. So when we are in Christ, and when we believe, in other words, as it says here, when we are in alert expectancy, that is an active faith, believing in his word, it says it's quite the contrary. We cannot round up enough containers to hold everything that God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. So here it says, in him... Even though we are stuck in fear, even though we are battling to give, even though we are afraid and in our feelings, we are never left shortchanged in God, even when we give. My my grandmother used to have, do you know those plastic containers, like the butter containers and the um, takeaway containers? She would keep every container so there was cabinets that you just knew that if you open it up, they would all come, come out. So that wasn't the cabinets you would go to for containers, okay? But I literally would open up the, ca- the cabinet, and all these containers would come run- flooding out. So when I read this, I think of her containers. But it says that in the Holy Spirit, we cannot gather enough containers to hold all that the Holy Spirit will pour out into our lives if we believe and trust in Him and are in alert expectancy of what He can do. Amen? Amen. So I think about all the containers in the world, you know, and all the cabinets that she had with containers. We can't round up enough containers. And oftentimes, in the realm of wisdom, we want to hold our wisdom and be like, No, I'm not going to tell you because it's my wisdom. If I share with you, you're going to go and you're going to do it. So it's my wisdom. But you know what? I've learned when I give my wisdom, when I give my thoughts and ideas, when I give my concepts, it just gives room for God to expand it even more. So I am no longer afraid to give of my wisdom, creative ideas and concepts. No longer the uncommon wisdom that he speaks to me. I freely give it because he has freely given unto me. Amen? Amen. God is so good. He is so good. So several reasons why we are afraid to give. We talked about fear. Fear. We talked about being shortchanged, where we know that we are never, ever shortchanged when we are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Are you guys learning anything today? Amen. Amen. Hurt. Several reasons why people are afraid to give because I am hurt, because they hurt me. I tried that before, and all I did was get used and abused. I gave of my time, and I gave of my gifting, and all I got was, was ridicule, or it wasn't good enough, or people had a lot to say about it. Let's go to Acts eighteen nine through 10. Acts 18, 9 through 10. Yeah. It says in one night the Lord said to Paul in a vision, "Have no fear, but speak and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no man shall assault you to harm you, for I have many people in this city." So he settled down among them for a year and 6 months teaching the word of God concerning the attainment through Christ of eternal salvation and the kingdom of God. A word from the Lord changes everything. So here was Paul afraid, I would say by this here, of the people. Because God says they will not harm you and they will not assault you. And he was here um went to Corinth i believe the corinthians listened to him and a word from the lord said to paul have no fear do not keep silent for i am with you and they shall not harm you and they shall not assault you so what moves us out of fear is a word from the lord Here the Lord was telling Paul, do not be afraid. I am with you. Again, when God is our source, when the Lord is our source, it changes everything. When we trust in, believe in, rely on his words and his promises, it moves us from fear. It removes us from fear of being hurt. It removes us from the fear of being shortchanged but we have the ability to give. Amen? Let's go to Proverbs 3 and 27. told you we are going to do a walk around in the Word. It says, Withhold no good from those to whom it is due its rightful owners when it is in the power of your hand to do it. So even in Proverbs, the book of wisdom, here, here Solomon wrote, withhold no good from those to whom it is due. That is giving. Let's also go to Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 through 25, please. It says, There are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are those who withhold more that is fitting or what is justly due but it results only in want. The liberal person shall be enriched, and he who waters shall himself be watered. So this basically says that when we give, we are expanded, we are enriched. We are made to give. Amen? Let's now go to Acts 20 and 35. And everything I've pointed out to you by example, that by working diligently in this manner, we ought to assist the weak, being mindful of the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed, it makes one happier and more to be envied, to give than to receive. So basically here, you know, in Jesus' words, he himself said, It is blessed. It makes one happy to give than to receive. Years ago, I was going through a time in in my life in the state of South Carolina, and we had this wonderful boot camp with a lady um, in, in the state of South Carolina, And she said that in her, she actually has a ministry that when she goes into stores and such, that she will actually purchase um, candy or lollies for the cashier. (coughs) And she would just say, what is your favorite lolly or candy? And they would say it and she would grab it and she would buy it and give it to them and, and leave. This was actually her ministry. And so... I, would, I was just going through a time that I was really in my feelings about things, you know, and so I just had this thought, I know it was the Holy Spirit that brought me, brought it back to my remembrance to just buy cashiers, you know, the store clerks, candy, and so I would, I would just look at them and say, hey, what is your kind of candy bars, what we say in the States here. We'd say, what's your favorite kind of lolly? And they would tell me, and I would grab it, you know, all giggling inside. I'd pay for it, and then before I left, I'd be like, this is for you, bless you, and I'd leave. And it would make me feel like so good inside. It would change my sour attitude into like, like it says here, it makes one happier when you give, even something as simple as that. So it would change my whole mood, and I did that until really how I was feeling just kind of of left me. But, um, yeah, it is better to give than to receive. Amen? Amen. So several reasons, again, just to recap why people are afraid to give. Fear, feeling of being shortchanged or being hurt. Um, Giving, I am convinced, is a way that we can express Grace and our trust in God. Let's go to Luke six and thirty-eight, please. It says, Give and gifts will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag? For with a measure you deal out, with a measure you use. When you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. And yes, oftentimes we use this scripture when it comes to the realm of finances. I believe that when it says give, we're not just limited to finances. When we give grace to others, grace will be given back into us. It says it will be measured back to you. When we give forgiveness. I believe that forgiveness will be measured back to us. When we give of our finances, finances will be measured back to us. When we give love, love will be measured back to us. When we give encouragement, encouragement will be measured back to us. Amen. When we give help, help, help will be given back to us to us. Amen. I know oftentimes, um, and I love one of the gifts that Yolanda has is encouragement. I mean, we can be in the supermarket and she's like, hey girl, those shoes look like, good on you. you. You're wearing those shoes, you know? Those of you didn't know Yolanda, know what I'm talking about. And I love that, you know? But I see that she gives encouragement man, this girl receives a lot of encouragement as well because that measure is given back to her, amen? And I see you guys and the things that you give and how that measure comes back to you guys as well, amen? Amen, but this is the word, we gotta believe it. And not that we do to receive, but we just gotta know that we are never ever shortchanged when we give. There's no fear when it comes to our giving. So I want to talk about um, giving and the realm of help for our next about 10 minutes. Let's go to 1 John 3.17. It says, But if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and remain in him. So we all have the love of God. We all have the compassion of God. And it says here that when we see our brother in need, not to close our heart. I see that also as not to be afraid to give when our brothers and sisters are in need. Amen. Let's also go to Galatians 6 and 2. I said that we would do a journey in the Word this morning. This is good. The Word is life. Galatians 6 and 2, it says, Bear, endure, carry one another's burdens and troublesome moral faults. And in this way, fulfill and observe perfectly the law of Christ the Messiah and complete what is lacking in your obedience to it. So here, help. Help bearing one another's burdens and troublesome moral faults to endure to walk alongside to carry with them you know oftentimes we look at people's faults and it's like mm. the big finger point mm. what well, you did what he did what she did don't you know no Nowhere in the Bible have I found that we're to go, "Mm, this is what this person did. Don't you know what they did? Well, they can't serve because don't you know? No, God, we are to bear one another's burdens and their moral faults, their troubles. We are to help them, come alongside them, to carry with them, to endure with them. Never in the word does it say to point a finger and accuse and tear them down. We are to build people up. Amen? Amen. Let's move on to Hebrews 6 and 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget or overlook your labor and the love which you have shown for his name's sake in ministering to the needs of the saints, his consecrated people, as you still do. So God, he does not overlook our labor and the love which we show each other. You know, the measure that we give is a measure that we receive. Amen. We are not to be afraid when it comes to helping our our saints, our fellow brothers and sisters to come alongside them, amen? Let's go to Hebrews 13 and 16. It says, Do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good, to be generous and distribute and contribute to the needy of the church and the embodiment and proof of fellowship, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So it says here, be mindful to help also to do good and kindness to those that are in need. Amen. Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Let's please go there. Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends are prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility... Let each regard the others as better than superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do yourselves. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not his own interests, but also for for each other's interest. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. So it says here, that we are to to help other people um, more so than we are to help our own selves and not thinking highly of ourselves one to another. And I love in 5 where it says, Let this same attitude and purpose and mind be in you. talks about the mind. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So the mind of Christ, which it says here, is doing nothing in your own motive, strife, or self selfishness, thinking that you're going to get something in return, but esteem others in more regard as you do of yourself. And one way that we can is by helping other people. Let's go to Romans 12 and 13. This will be our last scripture. Romans 12 and 13. It says, contribute to the needs of God's people, sharing in the necessities of the saints. Pursue the practice of hospitality. Amen. So helping by contributing to the needs of people in the realm of hospitality. There is so much that this world is in need of. You know, we can look around and and see. um, To give, you can Look right outside here, the doorstep, and, and give to some degree. You know, even in our own church, there's a lot that you can give one to another. You can give your wisdom. You can give your time. You can give your encouragement, your love, your mercy, your grace, your gift and talents by serving, and, of course, the finances as well to help the local church and the local missions as well. But oftentimes, as I've been talking about, we're stuck in the help. I'm afraid. You know, even myself, I'm being mindful of the areas that I'm saying, oh, well, I would do that, but I'm afraid. And then I'm like, no, I'm not afraid. The peace of God guards my heart and all things. It guards my mind and my heart in all things. And when I feel myself becoming troubled, when I feel my heart becoming troubled, I go to his word. When I, the Bible even says, be anxious for nothing. Sometimes anxiety will lead us into fear. But we have to trust God, trust his promises, trust his word like never before for our lives and for the lives of other people. So I believe here at World Changers, we're going to be turning around our help I'm afraid to give to where can I give and what can I do, Lord, because I have a purpose. We all have a purpose here in this earth. Amen. Amen. So we are going to turn it over to the next piece of service. And, um, you know, one thing that I'm always mindful of is when when I receive a word from God, it's just to thank God for it. You know, the 10 lepers in the Bible, they all got healed. All 10 of them did. But there was the one that came back to Jesus and said, thank you, Master. And Jesus said, because you came back and said, thank you, I am going to make you whole. I believe that yes, in leprosy, if you think about it, it will eat away fingers and hands and body parts. But the one that came back, they all were healed. I believe that they saw the leprosy gone. But the one that came back and said, thank you, Lord. And God said, you are now made whole because of you coming back saying thankful. I believe his limbs grew back. I believe his finances was restored. So I believe that when we speak a word, when we minister, I believe in going to the Lord and saying, Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. World Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram at WCC Gold Coast and on Facebook at World Changes GC. Or you can email us, send to info at worldchangeschurch.com.au Enjoy the rest of your day, and God bless.